Do you know the lyrics of Whoop There It Is? Other than the Whoop There It Is part? Yeah. Mm, no. You don't know Upside Down, Inside Out. I'm about to show all you fools what it's all about. That's right. It's episode 29 of the Fans Unite Huddle. It's brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. It's your home for sports talk, sports picks, and trash talk. Brought to you by only the finest minds in social sports data. My name is James Graham. I am your host, your moderator, still the most terrible person in the room. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet on iTunes, please do so. Make a point of liking us on there. Leave a comment. Let the people know just how much you love what it is you're doing. We cannot continue to do with this without your support. Hi, Kobe. And Kobe's support. And of course, we cannot continue to do this without the support of the official sports data mascot himself, young Kobe. I'm surrounded, as always, by some of the finest minds in social sports data. They've had a long weekend. They're looking really relaxed. They're looking a little tanned. Almost too relaxed. Almost too relaxed, but... Like, borderline tired, sleepy. (laughs) He's borderline catatonic, but that's okay, because he wants to share his data with you, ladies and gentlemen, the international stats guru, John Ingleby. Buongiorno. And uh, then a man soon to be tearing across the French Riviera just like the ladies in Absolutely Fabulous. He is absolutely fabulous. He's Kobe's dad, Darius Igdami. Bonjour. Bonjour, monsieur. Comment ça va? Bien. Si. Si. Gentlemen, I guess we should start off in the NBA with uh, the big news du jour. 12 and 0. What a joke. Four straight. What a joke. The Golden State Warriors over the uh, San Antonio Spurs. I mean, we called it pretty much. There was an expectation. I think there was a game given in there uh, at one point, just for the sake. And the game given in there was, you know, assuming that Kawhi Leonard was playing. So this pretty much went to script. It's kind of tough, especially given that this could be managed in Oblis last season, for them to go down like this. But uh, they were going to go down anyway, I think. Probably. But, I mean, you saw game one. That was... Yeah. That was not going to script, and then Kawhi gets injured. The Warriors had the opportunity to play Portland without Nurkic, and they got into the playoffs because of Nurkic. And then Utah, who was a little hobbled too. Yeah, with the, yeah with, I mean, with Gobert out for yeah. at least one, one or two and games. And then um, now this, this yep. with no Tony Parker and Kawhi. And Is, then, does this reflect badly upon this run this year? No, it just reflects badly on the NBA. No, they just and a bit of luck. I mean, hey, luck and opportunity, you know. But this isn't the first time they've had the luck. They won the NBA championship because Cleveland didn't have Kyrie and Kevin Love. That's right. right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, you need things to break your way in order to win a championship. Like That holds true pretty much every year. So. It's kind of just a joke that Draymond Green says how soft the East is when it's like, look at your run. Look yeah. who you played against. Yeah, for sure. Boston would have beat San Antonio. Yeah. Boston would beat um, Portland. Boston would have beat and Boston Utah. might be better without Isaiah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I mean, you go off game three. Who'd have thunk it? And the NBA is kind of, it's just a little bit annoying while we're watching playoffs. We're just kind of waiting to, to, for, to get to the finals. And then you have people like Kevin Durant say, oh, well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. It's like, well, Kevin, if we didn't watch it, you wouldn't be getting your $50 million contract. So well, you yeah. say shit like that. You heard, yeah. he, you heard he apologized, right? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, he oh, actually... Oh, I'm sure the it league... Was, it, was made, it, it was obviously made very clear to him either by 
uh, someone in Warriors management, or it was passed down to him from on uh, Adam Silver. on high, uh, and he turned around and pretty much was and was you know it's like no no I really want you to tune in you know I apologize. it's like I apologize if anyone took offense to it yeah, yeah. I really want you to tune in that's good because I took offense to it <laughs> it actually really no, it no, actually really sure. bothered, it really bothered me yeah. You know, like you guys have a cakewalk. You cho- you join this team to make it even worse of a league. Yeah, like it's funny. I wonder if at some point they'll have to introduce some kind of like you know clause to prevent this type of thing happening. They did. What? They did. This is the Kevin Durant clause they made this year, yeah. where you can offer that huge, huge max. Right. But it is not going to really work because Paul George can now leave. Gordon Hayward can now leave. And you know they're not going to go to a team worse than they are. They're going to go to a team better. So it's the rich get richer. Well, uh, I mean, well, except for all the Laker talk. That's not a team that's better than either of those teams. So. <laughs> well, bright lights will shine in the best of eyes on a good day. So, I mean, where would you rather get your brand? Like, are you in it for rings or are you in it to get your brand built? Both. Yeah. Some guys, oh yeah, but some guys are more about their brand than they are about rings at this stage. Yeah, which is sure. why, and then you go to the big market, right? Which is why PJ Thirteen's like, oh yeah, no, I can go play with D'Angelo. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he can get, obviously, he can get max anywhere he goes, right? And Indiana now can't give him the extra max, so he can. There's no incentive for him to stay in Indiana, right? And if they're not going to build a contender while LeBron's there, they're not going to build a contender. Yeah, you know, why not get out of there? Uh, speaking of max contracts, Paul Millsap opting out of his player option, going into free agency. Is this going to be a situation where he ends up just going in with more money and sticking around with the with Atlanta, considering the run that they had this year? Uh, I don't know. Mm. I mean, even even with the run they had, I think everyone knows they're never going to beat Cleveland while LeBron's there. Well, the talk mm. was the talk was always that he would probably end up getting dealt anyway. So I yeah. think he's just. If anything, Atlanta management has probably just thought, okay, this is just going to expedite the process, and then we can go after perhaps one of those max, uh, max money guys that are out there already. They should have traded him when they had the chance, and they've had the chance plenty over the last three years, and they never got rid of him. Now they might lose him for nothing. Yeah. Right? I don't know where he goes, though. What do you, about, what do you think about him with the Celtics? I was thinking that. Yeah. Right? him back with Horford again? Yeah. They need to power forward, and I, you know, funny enough, you, you made a joke on the weekend um, in Slack that I read, and I, and I know it was a joke, but I was like, this is actually really good. So you said trade Isaiah Thomas for Blake Griffin and then sign Gordon Hayward and draft Markel Fultz. It'd be sick. That'd be sick. Kind of sick. Right? They get their power forward, they get their small forward, and they get a point guard who... I, I just don't think... I, I, I love Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. I think he's amazing. But I don't think they can win when their star player is 5'6". I'm sorry to say it. I don't think they can. Well, I mean, Somewhere you, Muggsy Bogues is turning over in his not grave. Yeah, I don't... You know, seriously mean it when I say aren't are they not better without him just because of one game's yeah. performance? But actually, though, they held Cleveland to 103 points, which is the lowest they've yeah. been held to in ages. I think well, I don't this know whole playoff run. I, for I don't sure. think they're better without him, but I think they might be better with him with Fulton, Blake Griffin over Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, and it's also, but I mean, to a degree though, if you look at that game. Uh, LeBron looked probably about as unmotivated True. as I think we've seen him and, all, play, and, all playoffs. And even in the cl- like, even in the fourth quarter, which is usually like his money time, like over four, he had two bad turnovers. Yeah. He just looked really confused out there. Yeah. Well, they were up twenty. I think they just kind of they just lost just, their yeah. lost lost some steam there. Yeah. It, it's better to lose now than than losing the finals. So and I've even heard some conspiracy theorists say that. He, did it, he, he did it on purpose, I which guess. just goes to show how good he is. The people are like, oh, man, he, he lost and he didn't play well. It was on purpose. Yeah. 
It's possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, get, get the guys motivated again to play get, desperate basketball. Yeah, make Kevin, put some onus on Kevin Love to step up, which he did. If he, so goes, if he played well. LeBron goes for like 38, 9, and 9 tonight, then I think he did it on purpose. That's all I'll go with. <laughs> was, was that the token win? For the Celtics, yeah. like are they? Yeah, I think are, that was are, the are token we, win. Are we looking at another two straight, two straight now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's got to be some locker room material for them, though. That everyone is chalking it up as their token win. Like this must be on airplay everywhere. Like if yeah. you even remotely tuned into media, you would, you would hear everyone saying, "Oh, this is totally irrelevant." Yeah, and yet it's two one in a series. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't ha- be. It happened irrelevant. to a certain degree last year with the Raptors. You pretty much heard the same thing out of them. And at least they, they were competitive to a point. But only to a point, and then they were done afterwards. And everyone knew they were going to lose. Yeah, no, there's even the, though it was like two two, right? It was two two. Yeah, at one point. Yeah, yeah, because they took both those games at home. So. Yeah, I don't know. The, the thing that sucks about the NBA is, is again, there's two teams, right? Look at the NHL playoffs. The 16th overall playoff team, Nashville, is now in the Stanley Cup. Like, how cool is that? There's so much more parody. It's so much more fun. Any team for sure. Win. NFL, same deal. A lot yeah. of parody. Season to season, you see these crazy turnarounds, four yeah. and twelve to you know ten and six, and, and make, the make the playoffs. Any team who makes the playoffs can win the Super Bowl. Yep. You saw with the Giants winning in Pittsburgh you know, before that. Pittsburgh, yeah. yeah. But the NHL, NBA, it's just you know who's going to get in. You, and like, Cleveland, who purpose, maybe purposely got the second seed, like it didn't matter. You know they were, you know they were going to win. Tanking yeah. for two. Yeah. Tanking for two. It was kind of smart. Yeah, I, I I thought so. Yeah, it was, it was look at watching. that look look at that Wizard Celtics series. That yeah. was a tough series, seven games, tough series. So we'll John just, Wall in line for some big money. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Well, how are you going to keep? Uh, are, are they going to go big three? Go with like a Wall Beal and then Wall Beal Millsap. Hey, hey, yeah, that's nice, not bad. That. Yeah, get rid of Markeith. Yeah. So, well, like, I mean, Mark, yeah. I mean, do you really want Markeith? If how much would that aggravate Markeith? Yeah, <laughs> they replaced him with a player who kept making it soft. Yeah, I, I like Markeith, but he's more of a role player. He's not going to yeah. really help you win a championship. Millsap might. I just want to reach back for a second to uh, Dwayne Dedman. Was he knee hunting on Steph Curry? Was this a bit of uh, it looked bad? Late, was this a bit of a like a late series uh, Kawhi revenge? It's like we're going out, so I'm just going to like try and like screw you up. Sanka, you dead man. <laughs> you just had to get that in there. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know, it wasn't too dirty. It was a little, like a little shot, but it, it definitely I mean, didn't look good. You, you see a lot of aggressive screens. It's just weird that he like kind of need him in the back, need him in the side of the knee. Side of the, yeah, which is like that's it's just like, weird. That's how you. That's how you yeah. hurt someone's knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, it bends the other way, so this way it doesn't bend. Yeah. Anyways, it did look really bad on replay, but Steph didn't whine about it too much, though, no, to his credit. He said he doesn't think Dedman's a dirty player, but exactly, yeah. a, a bit of an aggressive It's, it's the playoffs. Yeah. It's known to happen. Yeah. But fortunate he didn't get injured. Everyone wants to see this finals happen. Everyone full strength. Yeah. You don't want another situation where, like, someone, you know, gets their shoulder ripped out. Yeah. Fucking so. Kelly Olenek. <laughs> I just can't wait to see uh, see them lose, but Kelly Olynyk might be in line for a hundred million dollar contract somehow. Yeah, he's getting what? paid this offseason. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, he's going to get paid, but they're talking a hundred million, maybe. No, like a Tristan Thompson type deal. And yeah, and then he's going to flame out just like Tristan Thompson. That's, that, what, that's that's inappropriate. It's, it is inappropriate. You can spend your money better. I mean, if if you look at it, and um, Mozgov is getting. 15, 15 mil, you can see why, how Kelly Olenek might get. And like Luol Deng. But I mean, if we take the Lakers irresponsible <laughs> contract but it aside. But it wasn't just them, like Della Vadova, you know, getting 11 mil, getting paid the same as Steph Curry. Like, what the fuck? 
the, you can censor that if you want. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not the first one. I'm just very passionate about my hate for Kelly Olenek. No, no, we, we know, we yeah. know. And uh, we look forward to actually doing a video podcast of you demolishing a piñata shaped <laughs> just like Kelly Olenek. That would actually be great TV. Like I'd a, lank, a lanky, seven-foot tall... Ugly hair. If I can Has convince the mullet. Yeah. If I can convince someone to actually build a seven foot pinata, I will smash it. That shit's on. Yeah, I'll smash it. Uh, speaking of money being thrown around, though, Jonathan Simmons, he's, in, he's uh, due for a huge day. Good for him. Huge trade day. That's like, and the Spurs story. might not be able to afford to keep him. Well, depending just, on uh, on Powell, uh, which Powell probably won't opt out, so no, he's he going to get paid like yeah. sixteen mil. Yeah. But Manu's, Manu's gone, so that's. He's like, true. He was I mean, he hasn't confirmed, but I guess there was that tweet. He said, "Thanks so much." It looked like, like he was gone. Might be. You don't. You don't do the farewell tweets unless you're giving serious consideration. For sure, De- definitely serious consideration. But I think he's the official word is he's still taking three to four weeks to talk it over with his family. Yeah, he should go. So. Uh, mind you, he should. Everyone was saying he's done, he's done. But then look at the great run he had at the end there. He had one good game. No, he he played great over that whole series. He had his usage went through the roof. He pl- was playing way more minutes than he should as what, a forty year old. Yeah, but, but it, what's because great it's, for it's him? because that's the need though. It's because when you don't have Kawhi, when you don't have Parker, someone need and you need someone with the playoff experience to actually go in and fill that gap. And he kind of had to. They didn't really have much choice. No, yeah. but he was doing good. He's averaging like I don't know, like thirteen points. Yeah. Six boards. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see him coming back at 40 years old, and I don't think they think they can win next year. Maybe they can. Not with not with the Golden State how they are. So and I'd, I'd retire. And it's probably DeJounte Murray time De- next year. DeJounte Murray. <laughs> yeah. So there's some uh, interesting front office changes in effect in the, uh, the NBA in the last 24 hours. Uh, Jeff Whiteman has left his uh, position as uh, – general manager of the Toronto Raptors and he's going to go and uh, he's kind of pulling a Masai Ujiri in that he's going to Orlando to be head of basketball operations and then someone's going to come in as the GM for uh, for Orlando I believe there's there, that may actually be announced in the next 24 as well does Masai come back down from president or is he going to be president and GM or yeah, is do it they down? Bring, do they bring is, this, is it a lateral move? Sideways? Down, I, yeah, I actually have no idea. And I still thought Masai Ujiri was the GM because yeah. so, he does all the, you know, well, uh, I think press. That, and, that, yeah. I think that answers the question. Oh, uh, John Hammond, uh, who spent the last nine seasons of, as the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. is now the general manager of the Orlando Magic. Oh, huh. okay. Talk that, about a lateral move. Why would That's like a downward move. Milwaukee's like an up-and-coming team. Yeah, I mean, well, I was going to say his credentials are great, for le- but why would you? I mean, I guess they're just paying him more money. Yeah. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, Gordon Orlando just sucks. But, I mean, he traded yeah. for Chris Middleton. He drafted Giannis. Yeah. 15th overall, this which is, is, is ludicrous. He, he's, he built them back up yeah. over those nine seasons. So you think you kind of want someone who actually has the experience in, uh, you know, uh, making gold out of turds. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to have to. Yeah. I mean, they have some pieces there, right? They got Alfred Payton and Yuchevich. Yeah, it's a lot of turds. It's a lot of turds, but yeah. those players aren't terrible. Terrence Rouse. Yeah. Terrence Rouse. But, uh, but taking it back uh, to a non-derogatory uh, about Orlando uh, thought process, um, Masai Ujiri back as a GM in Toronto, if not somewhere else. Or is, is this just like um, if, uh, if Lowry's gone, your GM's gone, is the armor cracking? Are the Raptors? I think. I think. Is, is this like the butterfly coming out of the cocoon, and is this like a new generation of Raptor? 
I think it's a new gen, but I think it's going to be a big step backwards before they can kind of rebuild here. Uh, Masai has already stated that the way Dwayne Casey coaches, need, there needs to be a fundamental change in their in their game. Yeah, so, so that I, pretty I, much writing's yeah, on the wall there. I think I think Casey should be gone, and I think he's going to be on a very short lease if, if he stays. I think Kyle Lowry's gone, and if Lowry's gone, Ibaka's not going to stay. P.J. Tucker's going to leave because he wants to go to contender. Uh, I'm not sure they're a playoff team next year. But at the same time, I kind of think that's the right move. We sort of know what they are with this yeah. group. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not going to win it, what's the point? Yeah. Like, is it, I mean, I guess that's something that, that ownership would have to ask themselves. Like, do we want to continually be the competitive team who makes it to the second round and then gets knocked out? Or like do we want to do the full teardown? By Cleveland every year. They can, they can beat any other team in the East except for Cleveland. Well, yeah, I mean, that, it's that 2-3-4 can beat everybody else. Yeah. It's just that, yeah. Yeah, you can't beat Cleveland. That's the new NBA, though. They are who you thought they were. <laughs> and uh, joining us now is an internationally renowned picker of picks, maker of choices, and creator of bebes. He's back. It's Big Poppy Duncan McIntyre. I missed you guys. Well, we missed you, too. That's what it is. One of my headphones isn't working. That's why you guys sound funny. Nice. Classic job. There it is. There it is. And... Whoop. I can hear again. Whoop. I can hear again. There it is. Gentlemen, can we talk about Peter Laviolette? He's a very special individual. Why is Peter Laviolette a very special individual? You know, he just, he's able to take poor rosters, not that Nashville's poor, but get the absolute best out of them. I mean, Philadelphia had no business getting to the Stanley Cup Finals with him, but he was able to get them there. I don't know how he had got Carolina to actually win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so crazy. It's probably the weakest winner in the last 20 years, but it doesn't matter. They got the job done. They're champions. So the Predators are, in fact, on their way to their first ever Stanley Cup. Championship. Uh, oh, championship. As we, as we, can you hear it? Can you hear it? If you listen very closely, you can hear the city of Montreal crying well, now I can hear it now that my headphones are working. Yeah. I, that's what I think is so cool about this Nashville team. It's, you know, a lot of you know, people talk about, you know, you got to draft well and, like, get your guys, build your team from the inside. This is a team that traded for Philip Forsberg. They traded for P.K. Subban. And they traded for James Neal. They traded for Ryan Johansson. You know, their four best players are guys they traded for. So I really like what Poyle, Poyle has done. I mean, he's the only, the only GM of this, that this team's ever had. It's been, like, yeah. 18 years. But he's done an unbe- unbelievable job. Now, considering the competition with injuries pretty much just taking the piss out of the Penguins right now, who do you think the Predators have a better chance against? The Sens? Like, in Still cur- the Sens, current, yeah. current status. I think Ottawa is the worst team in the playoffs. I don't know how they've even gotten this far, personally. So Yeah, it looks like Pittsburgh's actually gotten going a little bit now. They're kind of scary. And, I mean, I thought the Ducks had a good chance with Getzlaff and Kessler against basically AHL centers for Nashville. But Malkin and Crosby are on a completely different level. Yeah. If they don't get Mike Fisher back, and obviously Johansson's not coming back, Nashville's going to have real issues. Is it Johansson or Johansson? Because he's not like Swedish. He's yeah, it's Johansson. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, you've just lost 7-0. See ya. Are you going to come? Like, do you, Is that a too high of a mountain for the Ottawa Senators to, uh, Man, did to you climb? Hear, did you hear uh, Guy Boucher's comments? No. 
He was just like singing the praises of the penguins, like kissing their ass, like, oh, that's what happens when you're playing the best team in the world. Do you think that's the right approach? Yes. Yeah. Because you basically have already given your team the cop out. No, I, I like I like that approach. You take all, you yeah, all the deflection off your getting team. Getting the attention off of Ottawa. Yeah. Um, but Especially actually, with like a almost, loss that big. It's yeah. almost giving them a built-in excuse, though. No, It's sorry, like, well, wanna, we took the best team in the world to six. That's good. I want to get back to what James just said about the 7 nothing mm-hmm. drubbing. Uh, both other teams that have lost by seven goals have won the next game. That was the Ducks. The Ducks. So they lost seven one. Yeah. Well, same thing. Every team who's put up seven yeah. has lost the next game. Yeah. Uh, and Edmonton lost seven nothing to the Sharks and then won the next oh, game. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I, I don't think Ottawa's going to win this. Ottawa game. can't win it. No. Especially crazy. with Murray actually looking like he hasn't missed a beat. I yeah. Mean, that's game. He's he's way more positionally sound than Flurry. Uh, he's just so stable back there. I don't see Ottawa getting. Uh, like two goals against them, so I think they're done. We talked about um, last week that you know with Flurry playing so well, does uh, do the Penguins reconsider their you know ex- exposing him in the, in the expansion draft? And now, Matt now what the hell do you do? No, I think you know exactly what you do. But you expose the shit out of. Doesn't him. Flurry yeah. have a no movement? I don't know. If so, I mean, I don't think he wants to sign up to be a one B again, regardless of how he's not even a one B. He'd be a two. Yeah, uh, I don't think he wants to sign up to be a two, regardless of how much he enjoys his teammates. So he may he may wave it. Yeah, if he doesn't wave it, he'll be bought out. He'll be traded. He's too valuable. Somebody will pay. I mean, Calgary. He would be perfect in Calgary. Yeah, but, but I mean, they put their eggs in the Brian Elliott basket. He's a UFA. He is. I think so. Let me check. Did they just sign him? Did they? I thought they signed him as a free agent last year. Well, we should double check this. Yeah, and by we, we should international stats crew, obviously. Yeah, where are you, Juan Jorge Ingleby? Um, I was really enjoying the no, long he's weekend, done. guys. He, Elliot is <laughs> a UFA. Did they trade for him, or did they sign him to a one-year deal last year? Uh, signed him to. They traded for yeah, him. They traded and then signed him to the one, I think. No, uh, he was three-year deal from St. Louis. Oh, so they just uh, traded for him. Oh, okay. And Chad Johnson's not going to run the ship there. So. Well, Ocho Zinco, yeah. Also, uh, Dallas has three goalies, so they might want to get rid of one of them to Calgary. Yeah. That's that's not pretty down there. What, you don't like either of Lettinen or Well, Niemi? Bishop's there. I like Bishop. But I don't know what you're going to do with Niemi and uh, Lettinen. Nobody wants them. Neither, both of them will continue to do what they've done for the last couple of years, which is go in and be the veteran experience backup option. I mean, one of them's probably going to end up in Vegas. Well, they both have partial no-trade clauses as well. So if they structure their no-trade teams properly, they're going to be tough to move. I mean, they can say 8, 10, or 12. It doesn't say which one, but 8, 10, or 12 teams they won't accept a trade to. Now, seeing as we were talking about uh, violence in sports uh, earlier on, did uh, Tommy Wingles get off scot-free for his uh, shot on uh, the Penguins' uh, Scott Wilson in that, uh, in that 7-0 game? You know what? It's a bad elbow. Um, the issue is that until the NHL actually has to deal with this concussion lawsuit, the rules aren't going to change. I think eventually what's going to happen is it's going to be like international hockey where if you hit a guy in the head, regardless of if it was accidental or not, it's a game misconduct. Um, I don't really like that rule because obviously we all grew up with rough and tumble hockey. We like the hitting. We don't want people to be punished for somebody putting themselves in a vulnerable position. But those are the changes you have to make if you want to protect your players. I mean, there's a balance to be struck because, again, the, the rough and tumble nature of it still draws ratings. But, you know, where, where does that line end up getting drawn? For sure. So I guess my answer to the question is, no, he didn't get off scot-free or he didn't get off easy in today's rules. But I think those rules are going to change within the next handful of years. As they should. 
Yeah, probably. I think that's just the way sports is moving. You look at the NFL, no no headshots, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's good. It's for the sake of the players. These guys can just, you know, you can't keep taking these huge hits to the head. But people put themselves in vulnerable mm-hmm. positions. I mean, I've seen a couple of hits in the playoffs where the guy's extending to, to try and reach a puck along the boards and then gets crunched because he bent down, he extend, yeah. and he gets hit in the head. But now the guy who hit him is the guy getting kicked out of the game? Yeah. So what are you supposed to do, just let the guy hit the puck? He just gets free possession then if you put yourself in a vulnerable position? Like it makes no sense. Well, that's yeah. the struggle because there's so much gray area with it right now is that there's no overtly defined line that uh, that guys can cross. Well, the NFL, like, you know, if you're going across the middle and you just launch yourself at his head, it's a helmet-to-helmet. I mean, it's, it's, he, it's, it's, I mean, the obvious ones are obvious, and you're going to yeah. get suspended for it. But, but if, he's, if he's going down and you hit him in the helmet, it's not, it's not a helmet-to-helmet penalty. So I think it's probably going to be the same with hockey. You know, if he's standing upright and you launch your shoulder into his head, you know, game misconduct. But if he's reaching yeah. down for a puck and his head's, you know, your hip, and you hit him, it's probably not going to be a penalty. Yeah. That's my guess. Is it too early to start making predictions about who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Penguins in six. Does, doesn't matter who. It's just Penguins. It's Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Nashville. I mean, well, I mean, with with, with, with with Johansson. With Johansson out. out. Yeah. And if Mike Fisher doesn't come back, then Penguins maybe in five. But um, they're obviously playing with a lot of confidence. But Pittsburgh's just so talented. Uh, they got absolutely dominated yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Penguins are a, a much better team than Nashville. Um, so it's, yeah, I like I like Penguins in six. It's, it's crazy that they're still the favorites, even having lost as many defensemen as they've lost. Like, yeah. I mean, no team so far really seems capable of, of but taking would, advantage of that. If, Although, you're, if you're Pittsburgh, do you, would you trade Latang for Johansson? I would probably think so. Yeah, yeah, right? that's true. Although I find it really funny that uh, nobody's actually talked about how well uh, Ole Mata has played for the Penguins. Yeah, he's cons- up. Considering how many bodies have dropped off of that defensive core. He's really been the stalwart throughout the entire thing. Gentlemen, we've had a special request from the Fans Unite chat room to talk a little bit of eSports. And I know that you guys are big basketball fans. So with 17, count them, 17 NBA teams uh, participating in a 2K sports-led uh, eSports league, is this going to give eSports a greater traction in the North American public eye at this stage? Yeah, I mean, it's already the fastest growing sport in the world, and it continues to grow at unprecedented rates. Like, you see the Staples Center sell out faster yeah. than any other event. And John and I were just talking about this earlier. Uh, this, I uh, bet you guys were. 17,000 uh, 17, people, I believe, at the Pacific uh, Coliseum here in Vancouver uh, for a League of Legends tournament. Unreal. I tried to get tickets. It sold out too fast. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it, I mean, you look like League of Legends, a hundred million monthly active players. Yeah. Like these are like staggering, just crazy numbers. Yeah. I mean, if you had kept up your League of Legends playing, you could be there right now. I could have been, but you got kicked off your team for not practicing no. enough. But it's, it's talking about practice. We're talking about practice, talking about man. It. But I mean, it's funny too, though, because uh, the NBA are at least getting into it. Um, but apparently, Madden and FIFA are still actually the bigger sports based. Uh, esports stuff right FIFA now. FIFA just had their uh, their like world championship. Yeah, a lot of major European soccer clubs, football clubs are uh, signing up esport teams themselves. So starting to happen, boys. It seems like a totally different demographic than the guys who watch you know the NBA and NFL, like a completely separate group of people. I, I don't that, know, and I don't, it's much younger. And it's yeah. much younger. Yeah. yeah, I don't know people who watch NFL, NBA, and then like League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I, I well, yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely younger, but I think uh, to a degree. 
if you're not if you're not that age and actually playing the sport, be it if you're not if you're uh, if you're playing football, are you playing Madden as well? You know, are you are you playing Madden and not actually playing football on the street? Yeah, it's like they're getting. I think the NFL and the NBA might actually be getting that youth demographic push by making these connections. Than perhaps they would be uh, otherwise if they weren't if they were staying away from it. Right, it's just crazy. You know, we grew up playing like Street Fighter and stuff, and now it's, people are betting on it. People, yeah. are, bet- people are betting on it. Uh, TBS yeah. actually advertising for uh, a broadcast of an international Street Fighter tournament final during the NBA playoffs. Wow! And I thought the whole game was just to mash mash the sticks as hard as you could. That's how I play it. Who's your Street Fighter guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. You look like a Ray. Wow. How do you can? Show do you can? <laughs> actually, wait. Who was the big fat one? That was that. Oh, Zangiev. John Engel. No, not Zangiev. He's like that's, actually no, jacked and muscular. That, that's appropriately. Sad. No, there's like a there's like the a, blonde guy. No, there's like a sumo one, isn't there? You like the blonde oh guy. yeah yeah oh uh, Honda. Honda, you're a Honda. You you liked the blonde guy, didn't you? I, I was a Blanca. I preferred like electric. Yeah, Blanca was dope. Yeah. Blanca was cool. He was sweet. Although I knew, uh, I, I knew a guy that once um, pretty much beat almost the entire game with Chun-Li just by mashing down like the uh, giant flashing kicks that she did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was dope. Yeah, I like watching Chun-Li. Yeah, you would. Gentlemen, the Champions League final is coming up in uh, a little less than two weeks. And now that Duncan's back, it feels like an appropriate time to talk a little bit of soccer. So, uh, Juventus have won the Scudetto. Uh, Real Madrid comes in. After a very uh, contentious and hard-fought La Liga season, who the hell is winning the Champions League this year? Man, Juventus, I think, have been the best team in all of soccer this year. They're they're just so good top to bottom. To me, I mean, they have Buffon back there. He's such a rock for them. And the issue with Real Madrid is while they are absolutely amazing going forward they always leave holes at the back they're the way they play they have their full backs pushing up the whole time trying to get crosses in well that's what they spend their money on is they spend their money on the front it's never on, uh, in the mid for sure um i mean they got a great midfield i'd actually say it's up there with the iniesta chavi days of barcelona with how they can control possession but the issue is they send their full backs up so far forward that they really only have their central defenders and the defensive midfielder back and Juventus is a good enough counterattacking team. The other thing is Juventus can actually play a defensive game. Real Madrid can't. So it, it depends how it goes. If, if it's 0-0, I like Juventus. If it's 0-0 for a while. Um, but Real Madrid, like we all know, has the ability to put up three goals in a blink of an eye. Expecting a run of Ronaldo goals? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but Juventus... It's kind of not really slipped through the cracks, but I feel like they're one of the most underrated teams. Oh, yeah. No, no, doesn't no, get no. as much coverage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody's talked about them so far in the, uh, for the most part yeah. in comparison to I mean, the English teams that came through and then, uh, first, uh, you know, Real's... Um, Barca, you know, Atletico. Bar- Barca, Atletico. But it was, even with Real kind of leaving some holes in the back, I feel like Juventus is not the, the team that's going to take advantage of those, you know, all game long. They're not a good enough squad moving forward to take advantage of those. So I still think... I still think Real has the edge just because of their goal scorers. Not a homer pick at all there. No, it's not. Even with Christian Bale out, which he looks like he will be. I think it'll be tight because I think Juve's got the D to lock him down, but it's, uh, I, I, I struggle to make a pick. Three, three straight yeah. Champions Leagues is going to be really difficult, but I still take, I take Real 1-0. It's going to be a low-scoring game in my opinion. Uh, I think, God, I want to say Real Madrid. I want them to win really badly. 
I think the fact that they've won now multiple in a row, I mean, that's amazing. I just think Juventus is the better team. So my head says 2-1 Juventus, my heart, let's say 4-2 Real Madrid. You think Juventus can score two goals? I think they can, yeah. Diablo is just an unreal striker. Yeah. Not El Diablo, John. Calm down. <laughs> Satan. Gentlemen, I have one last uh, soccer question for you. I saw it this morning, and I wanted to get your uh, opinions on it. Prop bet fixing. There has been early discussion that John Terry, who is uh, leaving the uh, Chelsea football team in the UK, uh, was pulled after 29 minutes of uh, Chelsea's last game this season. And there's been discussion that a lot of money uh, went in on that prior uh, to, uh, to that happening. Yeah, it was, it was after 26 minutes, but uh, I'm not surprised that money went in. It was kind of just a, an emotional thing for Conte to do that, to get Terry for a good send-off in his last game. So 26, that's his jersey number, so they took him off in the 26th minute. It's not a huge surprise. I saw people talking about it beforehand, but the volume of money that went on there is pretty crazy. Like an excruciating, like a scarily large amount, thinking that it's almost giving people the uh, thought that there was some... You know, Rigging. Yeah, some insider trading there somewhere. No, I don't buy the conspiracy. I think, like what Duncan said, you know, just a good send-off, giving I'm, him 26 I'm a, minutes. I, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I'm not going to call it conspiracy. I just, yeah. it's, it's still, it's I an interesting thing to talk about. Up. The book shouldn't have had that line up there. It, it seemed yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, what better way to send your play off than you know allowing him to bet it on his own? <laughs> <laughs> what better way to send your player off into retirement than mm. by allowing him to make lots of money betting on himself? Yeah, fair enough. Oh dear. Bonsoir, mes amis. Au revoir. <laughs> yeah. Adieu. This has been yet another edition of the Fans Unite Huddle. It's brought to you by Fantasy Six Sports, where anyone can play and everyone can win. Literally everyone. Everyone. So what you need to do is you need to go to fansunite.com. You need to sign up. You need to wager some units. Uh, no matter if you enjoy tennis, if you enjoy Japanese baseball, if you enjoy mixed martial arts, uh, there's a European UFC card coming up this weekend that you might want to lay some units down on. We got a little bit for everyone, no matter what you enjoy. Uh, shouts out to everyone behind the scenes. Uh, shouts out to Dev2, Kanye East, The Alchemist, JKP, and of course, Kobe for not making too much noise this week. We'll be back next week, but until then, if you don't know by now, the stadium is closed. <laughs>